God has been faithful. Once again, thank you to those that have turned to the online service, those that are watching, and uh, I just trust that these words that I'm going to share with you today will be of an encouragement to you. I'd like to turn to Genesis chapter thirteen, uh, chapter twelve. Uh, before I do, uh, as far as announcements, there's really not anything new happening this week. We are on a shutdown, and uh, none of the usual services are happening this week. So, stay tuned. Uh, go to the website for any updates, and. Uh, I'm sure that you'll get the information that you need. Anyway, Genesis chapter 12, and I'd like to read the first three verses here. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee. And make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. And also a verse over in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 8. By faith Abraham when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whither he went. So Abraham did not know where he was going, but he did know the one who did know. And as we come to very near the end of 2020, and we are looking ahead to 2021, we can feel unsure of the way. What can we rely on? I believe that we can rely on God's character, his ability, his strength, and uh, the first point in my message is to remember God's character. Remember God's character. We've been listening and entering into this worship that honors and recognizes God's character. And our knowledge is incomplete and imperfect. In fact, 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 9 tells us that we know in part. We only know in part. We see through a glass darkly. There will never be a time in our lives when we can say, well, we know everything that we need to know. We know in part, and that is why the truth of his character is still needed. So matter how much God tells us or how clearly he speaks to us, there's still more that we need to know. He leads us. He doesn't push us. He doesn't hand us a map and say, there you go. You're on your way. But he wants us to keep our eyes upon him. And uh, he will 
direct our steps. We follow him one step at a time. We will always have new decisions to make, new temptations to face, and we learn to trust in him even when he may seem to be silent. We find that truth from God's word is an anchor to our souls even when we become temporarily blinded by the sudden storms in life. We can always hear God's voice in his written word. Even if if it does not seem to speak to us as a specific situation, it does speak to us about God's character. And it tells us that he will always care for us and provide a way for us. I'm thankful for that verse in Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5 and 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart in all, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct your steps. We may feel that it's not necessary to trust God when that we have, we understand what's going on. We know the answers. However, uh, it is what, uh, as we look at this word trust, in verse 5, it means to be bold, confident, secure, and sure. And it's in those times of endurance and patience that our faith is stretched and we learn to trust God even when we cannot hear his voice. We may not know what to do, but it is sufficient to know the one who does know. If you're like me, it's nice to get that specific direction. However, when we don't have it, Knowing that God is faithful and true to his promise, that he has promised to be with us always, it is comforting and keeps us stable until his time is right to speak to us more specifically. I like that word stable. It keeps us from wavering. It keeps us from becoming frantic, from becoming hysterical. He wants to keep us stable in, in our trust in him. It gives us that stability. In Isaiah 42, in verse 16, he says, and this is a promise to his people. He says, I will bring the blind by a way that they know not. I will lead them in paths that they have not known. I will make darkness into light before them and make uneven places into a plain. These things I have determined to do for them, and I will not leave them forsaken. So we can remember God's character. He is faithful. He is loving. We can trust him. He directs our step. My second point is he directs our steps one step at a time. In that verse that I read about Abraham, Abraham learned to trust God one step at a time, one day at a time. 
when Abraham was called, we have no evidence that he did not like it right where he was. I'm sure that he was quite comfortable in his father's uh, land with his family around him. And uh, there was probably no thought in his heart that he might be moving away from there. That it was a very comfortable situation for him. However, when God spoke to him, he said, you know, I'm going to lead you to a land. And it says that Abraham did not know where he was going. All he knew was that he was going to obey God. He wanted to hear God's voice. God had promised a blessing to him. And as Abraham obeyed God, he obeyed what he knew. He obeyed the voice that had spoken to him very clearly. And he went out not knowing where he was going. And so... As we do that, as we step out, when we know that God is speaking to us and he is there to to support us and be around about us, our faith has that opportunity to grow as we step out and maybe something that we don't really understand. But faith becomes great through experience. It develops as it is used. We can, we can pray and say, Lord, increase my faith. But it, in that prayer, we are saying we're going to have new experiences. We may get out of our comfort zone. There may be places that God calls us to go that we are really not comfortable in going there. And as we follow him, as we take heed to his voice, our faith will develop as it is used. Faith is also released when we do something, and faith often requires action. There are times that God wants us to take action. Also times when he wants us to wait for him to take action. But in those times of waiting, we are actively trusting God, praying, confessing his word in our situation while we wait on him. To act on our behalf. Abraham became a man of great faith by taking steps of obedience, although he did not totally understand the steps that he was being asked to take. It wasn't easy to obey. And we could read the promise that God made to Abraham in verse 2 of chapter 12 I will make of thee a great nation. And I will bless thee. And we can read that promise and think, oh, hallelujah. You know, what a great promise. But not to forget that God also required obedience from Abraham in order to receive that promise. In Hebrews 11 and verse 8, it says, Excuse me, urged on by faith, Abraham... When he was called, obeyed, and went forth to a place which he was destined to receive as an inheritance. And he went, although he did not know or troubled his mind about where 
he was to go. Somehow God had given within Abraham uh, that desire to walk in obedience. And uh, it says that his mind was not even troubled about where he was to go. When we read biographies of various people who have succeeded in ministry or business, without fail, every one of them had to be determined not to give up or to quit. Failures had to be endured. And character is developed during difficult times. I want to say that again. Character is developed during difficult times. Our call, our desires are tested through difficult times. But don't give up. Don't give in. Just because we take a step of faith does not mean that we will avoid the rest of the process. It's interesting that God usually builds slow and solid, little by little, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. He doesn't build fast and fragile. And uh, as I was thinking about this particular point, I'm reminded of the story that we learned as children of the three little pigs. The little, it was the little pig that decided he was going to build his house of bricks. He was going to build a solid house. And uh, the house that he built was the one that withstood the huff and the puff of the bad wolf. But the other little pigs that were in a hurry to build something that was uh, cozy and comfortable and quick, they did not stand before the huff and the puff of the big bad wolf. But it was the little, the little pig that had built the house made of bricks. He wanted to build something that was secure. And God is wanting to build into our lives, into our character, that which is stable, that which is solid and secure, so that in the storms of life and storms come, that is a for sure thing. Storms come. That when those storms come, that you will not be shaken. That you will be secure. But it's know that God is accomplishing a process in our lives, in my life, in your life. And so remember that he directs our steps one step at a time. My third point is, don't be afraid of making a mistake. You know, sometimes we, we are just, uh, we're held back by fears. You know, what if this doesn't work out? But even when we're in a place of obedience, we have no way of, in the natural, of knowing whether we are right or wrong. We have nothing more than faith to help us take that first step. We probably won't know for sure that we have done the right thing until after it is done, and then we look back, and of course they say that our hindsight is twenty twenty. 
But we look back and we see, oh, God was there all the time. I didn't realize it. There's a, there's a song just comes to mind. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to stand on his word. But it's when we look back and we see, you know, through the, the days, through the months, the years, how God has been there. We could never have known back how many years ago just what would transpire. It's just like at the beginning of this year. Who would have known how this year would have been a year like none other? Who would have known? But if our, uh, if our heart is right and we really want to do and be obedient to the voice of the Lord, God, even if we make a mistake, God will redeem us and honor our steps of obedience. If we move in childlike faith to obey what we believe in our heart that he has told us to do, even if that decision is wrong, God will take that mistake, I believe, and work it out for our good. I was reading uh, a book by Max Licato. It's entitled In the Manger. And uh, I had read this to the 55-plus here, I think about the last time we got together. And it really spoke to my heart. And I'd just like to read a couple of paragraphs from this. It's um, written by Max Licato. It's entitled In the Manger. And he is uh, giving us kind of an, uh, an illustration or a, uh, kind of what it would be like for Joseph as he would have been waiting in the stable for Mary to bring forth his firstborn son named Jesus that the angels had spoken to them about. And uh, I'll just read a couple of paragraphs here. You've stood where Joseph stood, caught between what God says and what makes sense. You've done what he told you to do, only to wonder if it was him speaking in the first place. You've stared into a sky blackened with doubt, and you've asked what Joseph asked. You've asked if you're still on the right road. You've asked if you were supposed to turn left when you turned right. And you've asked if there is a plan behind this scheme. Things haven't turned out for you as you thought they would. Each of us knows what it's like to search the night for a light. Not outside a stable, but perhaps outside an emergency room or on the manicured grass of a cemetery. We've asked our questions. We've questioned God's plan. And we've wondered why God does what he does. The Bethlehem sky was not the first to hear the pleadings of a confused pilgrim. If you're asking what Joseph asked, let me urge you to do what Joseph did. Obey. That's what he did. 
He obeyed when the angel called, when Mary explained, and when God sent. He was obedient when the sky was bright and when it was dark. He didn't let his confusion disrupt his obedience. He didn't know everything, but he did what he knew. He shut down his business, packed up his family, and went to another country. Why? Because that's what God said to do. What about you? Just like Joseph, you can't see the whole picture. Just like Joseph, your task is to see that Jesus is brought into your part of the world. And just like Joseph, you have a chance or a choice to obey or disobey. Because Joseph obeyed, God used him to change the world. That must have been a very questioning time in Joseph's life. God leads us one step, step by step. His guidance is progressive. We find out where he wants us to go one step at a time. Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Faith pleases God, but the, insur- the assurance is in our hearts, not our circumstances. Something that was even once the will of God may not continue to be his will forever. He is progressive, and he leads us on to higher places. Following God is like climbing a mountain. If he showed you how high the mountain was, how high it really is, we might be afraid to start. If he showed us a task that we were going to be doing, we might hesitate on taking that first step. We might argue that we're not ready, that we're not at all prepared to go to the top. So what does God do? He covers the summit with a cloud so that all we can see is the step before us. The first step looks manageable. So we take it. Then we take another step and another until one day we find ourselves at the top of the mountain without even realizing where we were headed. And isn't that like the Lord? He takes us in sometimes in directions we had no idea just where we were going, but we take the next step. And he is there. You may think you're not hearing from God because you don't see the whole picture. But trust that he is showing you all that you need for today. Do what is in front of you to do. And even if you're not hearing perfectly, God will honor your obedience. And he'll complete his full plan to you. So we are at the end of a year that it's been like no other. And as we stand and peer forward into what 2021 will bring, we may be fearful, we may be having very mixed emotions, 
But I really encourage you today to walk in obedience to the Lord. Take his hand. Trust him to take the next step. There's an old song I used to sing. And in times of difficulty, and as I think of this song, I remember a time that I was here in Dryden, and I had come down from Yorkton, Saskatchewan, to be here for the weekend and do the services. And uh, then we had a blizzard, and I, had to, I was leaving for home on the Monday. And all the way, as I got out on the highway, I actually was the only vehicle out there for many, many miles. And when I got out on the highway, I started to sing this song. And uh, I believe that as we face this, this coming year, that it would be a good song for us to think about, to, to consider. It's called, I Will Pilot Thee. And uh, it's, it's myself, anyone, whosoever will, will look to the Lord and say, you know, be my pilot. So if I could get a, a D chord here. Sometimes when my faith would falter and no sunlight I can see, I just lift mine eyes to Jesus and I whisper, pilot me. resonate in our heart today. And I would just like to pray. Maybe there's someone listening today and you're in need of that pilot. Jesus wants to be your pilot. 
perhaps you don't know. Peace in your heart in these troubled times. Jesus wants to bring you peace. I'm just going to pray. And if you feel this need of calling upon Jesus to be your pilot, you can pray with me. Pray after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you now, and I really need you to be a pilot to me in my life. I know that you came to this, into this world to die for my sin. And I ask you to forgive me. Come into my life. Give me peace in my heart and a hope that is secure. Guide me in the days to come. Help me to follow you. Be my pilot in Jesus' name. And I just bless you today. Thank you for joining with us in this service. And I just want to pray again for each one. Father, I thank you that you have promised you are faithful that you will never leave us nor forsake us. And uh, we ask you to pilot us in the days to come. We put our trust in you. In Jesus' name. Now there's a little blessing that the Lord told Moses to bless the Israelites with. He said, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. May you be blessed with his peace. Amen. Thank you again.